You can do anything and everything we cannot do. You are everything good that we would like to be. You're omnipotent. You're all powerful. You're omniscient. You're all knowing. You are omnipresent. You are present everywhere. And we know that you are present even in this arena. Oh God, we know that you are in this place and we want to give you praise. All we can say is, Abba Father, thou art worthy to receive honor and glory. Taking you closer to heaven. We bow before your throne. And we would like to give you praise. Everybody bow down and worship, come on.
Welcome to Relevant Life, a program brought to you by Mid-Country Chapel to encourage, motivate and bring this generation closer to God. Relevant Life is proudly sponsored by HN Pharmacy Swami Makro, ZTH Company Limited, Asafo and Amakum, Morton's Pharmacy, TUC Junction. Stay tuned as our head pastor, Rev. David Kwanza, brings you today's message. So he turns all of us into a nation of priests. We can pray for ourselves, pray for our city, pray for our nation. When we understand our role as a kingdom of priests, we see the essence of praying for our city. May Kumasi become one of the greatest cities in Africa. Is somebody here with me? You know how nations become mighty and powerful and cities rise. Watch how Christianity is accepted in that place. And then the nation, the city gets transformed. I pray that Kumasi will be transformed and God becomes the God and the Lord of the kingdom. I pray that we pray like how Kumasi used to pray when I got to this city. When I came to this city, this was the most prayerful city in the nation. How did we lose that status? I pray that we'll be able to get back into it. I prophesy that many charismatic churches will rise up in the city in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord anoint more people and call more priests into his kingdom. When we understand that we can fulfill our role and God's mindset and mandates will become clear in our cities. He goes that once a year, God said that this thing is not going to work. How many are we now? We are heading towards 8 billion on earth. What kind of priest can satisfy this? How many priests can handle that? Sometimes when I sit down and I'm talking to people one after the other, there are other people who are standing elsewhere. I say, the pastor is busy do that. That's why he wanted to anoint each one of them so that we can always come and pray at any time. This God is sweet. Because you see people eating and they are excited. Oh, glory to God. Father, I pray for food every day. In those days, you will do that once a year. In Revelation, the chapter number one, the verse five. Let's move on. Look at this. A nation of priests, holy priesthood, offering sacrifices acceptable unto God by Jesus' standards. Not sacrifices according to our standard. When we never understood it, we made ourselves the kind of people that we are pursuing our own goals and dreams. And then we go to God to pray that he makes it successful. The highest honor is to be in the purpose of God for your life. And so many are pulling. You know, they, they're trying to pull God that, that hard, but it's not working. But in their mind, God should help them secure some visas and travel out. God should help them, you know, provide money for them to get married. That's all it's about. But he has a higher thought beyond that. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 5, look at it. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, 
unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So here the statement is made, love begotten us. Love brought us into him. Then he says that we have been washed in his own blood so that our sins can be cleansed. For what reason? Verse number 6. And has made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So the purpose for our salvation is for us to become kings and priests. Listen to me now very carefully. How many of us want to really get to the end of your purpose in life? Raise your hand. Let me see. Now, and I'm talking about Christendom because in all academic institutions in the world, they will give us their standard, their mindset and findings. But once you find yourself in the house of God, once you become a Christian, aside the things we are receiving from school and the trainings we are receiving, it is important that you have the mindset of a king and a priest to succeed. The mindset of a king and a priest. It is important for you to wear that helmet. That whenever you wake up in the morning, I am saved so that I can become what? A king and a priest. That's a very wonderful combination. Once you develop that mindset, you will survive any situation in life. As a king, you can exude and you can uh, uh, make use of the authority. You can exercise the authority given unto you. This is a king who did not mount the throne himself. There is no manipulation in this. It's just a matter of accepting Jesus Christ, accepting his word by faith. So I am a priest in God's own order. I don't have to satisfy anybody. I don't need to cajole anybody. I was just saved and God made me a priest. As a king, you can exercise your authority. As a priest, you can stand in for others, make your sacrifices and see your world turn around you. A king and a priest mentality, nothing can resist it. Mentalities we have in life sometimes fight us. We look at obstacles and challenges in life and we give up. We are slowed down because we think some things are higher. A king is a king. A priest is a priest. One of the things I've realized that in the house of the chief, the palace, farm in the bar and camp palace. So it's your komwabu. A komwabu, a komwabu, a My grandfather was a rich and he used to come all the time from the palace with either a goat head, a sheep head, certain portions of the sheep when I was young. I could always hear my grandmother quarreling. I don't want this. We don't have to eat this. The Bible says it is food offered unto idols. But my grandfather doesn't care. May famine never touch your land. When Israel and Jacob, the household of Jacob, when they had the mentality of priests and they walked like that, the Bible said in the midst of famine, they stayed in Goshen. The famine was all over the land, but in the house of Jacob, there was no famine. May famine stay away from you in the name of Jesus. Dryness will stay away from you. Shortage will run away from you. Difficulties cannot identify your house number in the mighty name of Jesus. Church, are you, are you here today? I declare a line, a wall, and a defense between you and famine. My God Almighty, may the sons and daughters of this house live the overflow life. In the mighty name of Jesus, as kings and as priests, I defy any famine and I dictate and declare and legislate against famine. You cannot come into our domain. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will flourish. You will make it in life. 
you will rise above the standards of men in the mighty name of Jesus you become an example and an inspiration unto many it doesn't get there the mentality of a king and a priest they can start from somewhere but as long as they have the courage and the faith they're going to end up becoming greater and better this morning I enlist you into this kingdom a kingdom full of priests and a kingdom full of kings I see queens in this house I see women who are not going to wait for their men I see women who are not going to say I'm waiting for some man to come and help me I see women who are going to rise in the name of Jesus and employ men to the glory of God are my daughters in the house in the name of Jesus you will not be subject to the manipulation of husbands you're going to be strong you're going to succeed I pray that my granddaughters that is your children become the women that are calling the shot in this city in the mighty name of Jesus you're calling the financial shot listen church God's mentality is the best that you walk this city as a king and as a priest you walk around now you're home because because you have the mentality of a king and a priest. You got to understand that. Have I mentioned it rightly? God is not producing in this He's producing kings and priests. Raise that right and say, I'm a king and I'm a priest. For what purpose? Revelation chapter 5. And the verse number nine. Look at this. Kings and priests. Don't, don't buy that trash. You know what the Lord said? Suffer not a witch to labor. That's the reason why you are born again. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book. And to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain and had redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people and nation. Now take notice of what God is doing here. We've been taken from all kindreds and tongue and nation and people. This is not something that God did for Israel alone. Sometimes we are told that this Christianity is a white man's religion. If I go to Spain and I preach to people, and a Spanish gets born again. He's not accepting a black man's God. God just used me as a vehicle. Alright, so we think that, oh, God is saying that this thing cuts across kindred and tongue and people and nation. He's calling people all over the world. He can come into Kumasi and pick some people for as long as they are ready to respond. The redemption was for everyone. The slain of the Lamb of God was to bring redemption to every human being on earth. So it cuts across. He goes to every kindred, every tongue, every people, every nation. To do what? Can we go to the verse number 10? And has made us unto our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on earth. So now listen to me carefully church. How many of you are here? If you're going to reign in life. 
you must have the mentality of a king and a priest that's how you reign okay it's of no relevance to God he called us from all nations and kindred and tongues and people so that we become kings and priests to do what? to reign in this life we are reigning here not that he wants us to wait till you do heaven if you have any there's some people saying hey God said here. This is I tell people. I go the Waba. So why one level life no way in the Waba. So now won't That one is up to you. We can't blame him again. Mindset of a king and a priest is the passport to reign on earth. So everything falls in place because you are a priest. You won't sit down for a certain family curse to erode your destiny away. You won't sit down. You won't sit down for a certain person with a bad human spirit in the family to destroy the home. You won't sit down. You are a priest. And can you did that? And can one year fast and cry over here? You won't sit down because you know the authority you wield as somebody filled with the Holy Ghost to pray. You won't sit down for poverty to paint your family house white. I've seen some family houses. They built it some years ago by the great grandfather, and then Suata half a white, and I can't small, still in comforting. What generation is supposed to turn that around? You won't sit down for those kind of nonsense. If you can pray, God is going to fix it. If you will cry unto him, he's going to hear you. And you don't get tired. You say, "Me fear me ya, my bumpire, my me fear me ya, my bumpire, na mitumiti sa makuma kraya me ya." I will still pray until this nonsense comes to an end. Why? Because you have that mentality. Even the most difficult situations can be changed by the prayer of the priest, so that we will reign in this life. I see you reigning. To wake up in the morning also, I already think that your life is terrible means that you have lost your identity. To wake up in the morning and question your tomorrow, you have lost your identity. You're already in the what papa because you are thinking that things are not going to be good. When you think like a king, what do you want to change? Mobia do ganya by ubicha. You be a yesu. May pepper soup never leave your house. So I'm going to sow my seeds and I'm going to fight. Gifts and sacrifices are associated with priesthood responsibility. That the thing about being kings and priests is that it comes with responsibilities and gifts. Many times, somebody who is having difficulties in life will never even have anybody intervene or help them. But you go to the house of the king, you see, the house is full of gates. When you reach that level, People, even when you don't want it, they are still bringing it. But it also comes with responsibility. The responsibilities are the sacrifices we make. The responsibilities are the things we go beyond ourselves when we bend over backwards to make sure that things go well in the land, things go well in the family. There's an association between the responsibilities and the gifts. 
Anytime God is telling us that once I make you a nation of kings and priests, you're going to enjoy some providence. There are things I'm going to do for you. I will cause men to bring to your bosom. Your one shall become a thousand. The wealth of the wicked will be taken and it is going to be given unto you. It comes with all forms of goodies, gifts. And it's loaded with responsibilities. So anything is on the head of the king. Anything is on the head of the priest. Much responsibility going with a whole lot of gifts also. So he's calling us into priesthood and he wants us to enjoy the goodies and at the same time be a people also who are willing to carry responsibilities. The reason is that in God's plan for families, nations, in God's intent behind every hierarchy that he sets up, the people who love responsibility are also the people who enjoy the blessings. Esau was rejected. In the book of Romans, Paul said it, that while they were in the womb, God had anointed the second to become the first. Now you read that it's like God is not fair at all. How can the younger one rule over the elder one? But God had seen something the parents never saw. The life of Esau was a life that the Bible says he was a wild child. A wild child means that he doesn't like control. He wants to get up in the morning, go to wherever he wants to go, play in the fields, chase lizards and chase birds, and then come home and say, Mommy, where is my food? That was Esau's life. He abhorred responsibility. So one day after his chasing of birds and stuff, he runs home and he's famished. And the Bible says that he goes down and where is food? Where is food? There is no food. And then the, the, Jacob comes and says that ah, there's no food in the house. The only food is the pottage I prepared. But if I'm going to give you some, you must be willing to revoke, renounce your elderly ship and your leadership over my life. You know what he said? What am I doing with it? Take it. Because he knew the responsibilities with it. In Israel, when you are the firstborn, fathers die, they don't divide their wealth. They don't do it like we do it here. Kabna, pastor, ne well dumno. Akosi, I was at Tenga Junction when we shop in Ayodia. They don't do that. When a father dies, all his wealth is given to the firstborn, and the firstborn has the responsibility of making sure that he takes care of the family. It's a huge responsibility. Esau didn't like that, and once he rejected, God saw it in him. He's not going to like the responsibility, so I'm not going to add the blessings to him. Jacob was chosen over him because he hated responsibility and once you hate responsibility god is not going to put the blessings into your hands i won't give it unto you if you want to reign in life you must embrace responsibility when others are asleep you are awake when others don't want to do anything you are there willing to do everything god saw in Esau that he was the kind of child that want to enjoy but hates responsibility and therefore he took him out i can't put providence with all its favor upon such a life because this guy he doesn't want to do anything on yes sir and quadani so god was not willing to anoint him in the book of songs of solomon the the writer made mention of that oh lord jesus we thank you in songs of solomon solomon says this in the chapter number one and the verse three the kingdom of kings and priests they love responsibility i'm going to bless them 
you love responsibility i'm going to exalt you because of the server of thy good ointment thy name is as ointment poured forth therefore do the virgins love you the word virgin as it appears here is also the word for naive it is also for simple naive people follow you because of the anointing that's what he was saying when people are not matured they only follow because of the server in other words they follow you virgins normal people common people ordinary people naive people they follow because of their blessings they don't want responsibility so the only reason why they run after this subject that Solomon is talking about is because there's an anointing in him. It is the same thing that permeates our Christianity today. People will only run to churches because the man of God can pray for you to get a visa. It's not about responsibility. We go to church, but we don't want to be part of any work. I have a voice. I can sing. But when I go to the choir, I hear that they do rehearsals on Thursdays and Saturdays. And sometimes they even do all night and Tuesdays they add to it. I don't have time. So I'll go to the church. I will listen to the music. The choir sings so well. They have performed well. But I don't have time. I hate the responsibility. God, I want the blessing. I've seen doctors in our church washing the bathrooms. I've seen people of higher profession scrubbing other people's urine in this church. But there will be others that will come to the church and they don't want to spend a dime of time apart from their worship times like this on God. God counts his children and he releases much grace upon those who pick up responsibility. You see, the reason why there's a whole lot of this, I, I don't know what I call fraud, fraud, fraudulent activity and, and, and Christians being exploited by men of God all over the place is just because of this because as a pastor I've seen this there are people we pray for I've taken people to American embassy while the interview is going on I'm praying in my car I fuel my own car I take them to Accra I take them to the embassy because it's a family that is going through a lot of problems and my hope is that the father who filed for them can just come and take them so we're helping them we're paying school fees we are paying rent and my hope is that one day that papers will go through so that they will all go you stay there you pray you fast for them they get the visa you never hear from them again you don't hear from them again your use is only the responsibility you carry the blessings. people who follow the anointing only because of the server god calls them virgins they have no idea what is going on in the world virgins are like that they have no idea we don't want to become the kind of believers that take the path of Esau. May you never be a Christian according to the order of Esau. You have to be willing to take responsibilities. When we are praying for this city, you are knee deep into that prayer. Because Kumasi changes, who knows, later you're going to come to this place. When I was growing up, I've lived in Aswasi before, between the ages of five and seven. And we lived close to Abuabo. My father worked at railways as a chief accountant. And, and we used to live there. So I come on vacation. I go back to my grandparents. I come on vacations. I go back. I never did know that one day I will be here doing ministry. By the age of seven and a half, they took us from here and we went to Takrad. I grew up and God brought me back. So if it is the church is praying for Kumasi and we intercede in evangelizing for Kumasi, you are bearing responsibility. 
That is the one thing God sees about your life and load you with benefits. Why should he make you a millionaire and a successful person? So that you receive it to prove what? But once he begins to realize that you are the kind that if he pours providential rain upon you and you gain a lot, you're going to make sure that his kingdom is lifted. You're going to make sure that God's house is blessed. He's going to pour it upon your life. And don't worry at all. If you are like that, he has seen it already. He's going to just pour down the blessings upon your life. Only naive people follow the Lord because of the anointing. We have no idea the cycles of life. So you go to church and now you are part of the kingdom building. Man of God, what can I do? Pastor, what role can I play? Some people think that Coca-Cola and those organizations can go on and do whatever they want to. When it comes to church, they are they are No, God is not like that. This work is full of responsibility that comes with blessings also. So those who embrace the blessings, those are the ones that God blesses also. Because they love responsibility. God calls blessings upon them. Pastors, as people are confused, and these days they speak a lot, is that God won't leave us in the hands of men. We'll never do that. You see, the way the world has become, if pastors were to be like that, nobody would want to be a priest. So, in God's own wisdom, he's beginning to make sure that if you serve him well with your heart, he's going to bless you. God doesn't put a servant in the hands of men anymore. Okay, Lord, we pray for people, we get attacks. My family can get attacked because I'm defending another family. Manifestations of demons somewhere. Somebody said, It's a whole lot of responsibility. And that's what God wants us to become. So please, find yourself something doing for God and do it with all your heart. Go all out in every way you can to lay up treasures in heaven. This God that we serve is a God that blesses people. Whether men like it or not, he will keep on blessing you. And it will be because he has seen that you are the kind that love it. You love him and you love his kingdom and you love responsibility. May the God we serve identify your heart. May you grow up and follow God according to the order of Jacob. Not the order of Esau. If the devil is putting impediments in all your way, making sure that you don't have time for anything of God, but you have time for everything of yourself, it's time for you to look into it well and make a resolve that from this day, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to love the responsibilities so that I can also get the blessings of God. God bless you all, church. Praise be unto the name of the Lord. It's always an honor to come to you at such a time of your day to bring you such truth, to bring you such light and word of the Lord to begin your day with and to construct your day, your week and the months coming with the word of the Lord. My name is Reverend David Seth Kwansan. I'm the head pastor of Mid Country Chapel. We meet at the Macomb Traffic Light opposite the Children's Park and every Sunday our services start at 7 a.m. Uh, to 9.15, that is the first service and the second service starts at 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. We invite you to come and fellowship with us. We invite you to come and worship with us. It's a season where God is doing powerful things in spite of the challenges that our world is going through. And so we're honored to have you tuning in to our broadcast and being part of this. I invite you every Thursday morning at exactly 5.20 on Love FM to come and be part of this. The Lord bless you so much 
will be waiting for you at church. We have meetings also on Wednesday evenings at exactly 6 o'clock, which ends at 8. The Lord bless you and have a wonderful day. We'll be with you again. Bye-bye.